Welcome to the Land Academy podcast, episode number 124. This is your host, Peter Renton, founder of Lend Academy and co-founder of Lendit. Today's episode is sponsored by Lendit USA 2018, the world's leading event in financial services innovation. It's going to be happening April 9th through 11th, 2018 at Moscone West in San Francisco. We're going to be covering blockchain, digital banking, and of course, online lending and other areas of fintech. There'll be over 5,000 attendees, over 250 sponsors, and registration is now open. Just go to lendit.com slash USA to register. I'm here at Lendit Europe with Gustavo Vinacua. He is with BBVA and he's actually the founder of a new venture inside BBVA and he's previously been the director of the Innovation Center. So we're going to be talking a lot about innovation today. Welcome to the podcast, Gustavo. Thank you. Thank you for inviting. Okay, so why don't we get started? I like to give the listeners a little bit of background about yourself, about what you've been doing in your career up to now. Yeah, sure. So I joined BBVA back in 2010 to run Open Innovation and the Innovation Centers uh, globally. So we opened the Innovation Center in Madrid in 2011, then one in in Colombia, in Bogota in 2012. And then we also opened one in in Mexico uh, a few years after. In, in 2010, I joined BBVA. Before that, I was uh, uh, working at the Xerox, the R&D labs uh, for Europe, helping them to capture value out of the intellectual property they had. So we, we were setting a plan to launch a few ventures also out of um, using the technology they had developed. And before that, in the telco industry, so I've been doing, doing analytics and uh, business development, innovation as well. And uh, in, in parallel, in my previous career, uh, I, also, I was also launching, uh, building a few businesses. So I, you can say that now I'm sort of uh, getting back to my entrepreneurial roots. And now I'm, since uh, sort of a year ago, I've been building this new venture from within BBVA. Right. Okay. We're going to get into that in some depth okay. in, a, in a bit. Before we get into your new venture, I want to talk about sort of the innovation center. Because BBVA, I think... Uh, it's pretty renowned for being a fairly forward-thinking company, and particularly when it comes to fintech. So tell us about the, the work specifically. What are you trying to achieve with the innovation centers? Oh, well, the, the innovation centers have been very important for us in allowing us to interact with the external ecosystems. So we started, as, a, as I said, we started back in 2010, these specific spaces are very important for us to, as I was saying, to interact with the external ecosystem, but on a daily basis. So mm-hmm. it's a part of the building in, in Spain, for example, in Madrid. It's sort of an open space. So it's a public uh, space. So it's full of events and activities. And uh, the idea when we started that uh, years ago was to, to find a, a mean to interact uh, in a natural way. So... It's, it's for us very important because it keeps, keeps us very close to the talent and ideas out there. And uh, on the other hand, it's also a very interesting space 
to inspire others inside BBVA. So we, most of the teams involved in innovation activities live in the Innovation Center. So we, we interact, as I'm saying, very naturally with the external ecosystem, but we also get other colleagues to visit us and they, also, they can also uh, interact and, and play an active role in, in the activities we have there. Okay, so are you in, like encouraging startups to come in and you know, just set up shop there? Or is this something you incubate companies yeah, like a regular some incubator? Them, some startups live with us, some other place of uh, the local ecosystem in, in, in Madrid, for example, live with us at the Innovation Center. And uh, so it's plenty of activities, events, workshops, uh, lots of stuff uh, happening, but they're also, they're also working there every, every day. That's the, inter- the interesting part of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is interesting. So I want to talk a little bit. I mean, you've done some really interesting investments as a company. You know, Adam Bank, I know you own a good chunk of Adam Bank in the UK. Um, you acquired Simple in the US several years ago. You've invested in Prosper, in Coinbase. These are you know, all sort of you know, cutting-edge fintech companies, what one you describe. So is this... I'm just trying to get at what are, you, what are you trying to achieve with your venture investing? Is this sort of connected with the innovation kind of philosophy there or, or, or is this something separate? It has all to do with the leading the transformation of the industry and finding, speeding up the process of transforming ourselves and, 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 and the industry. So it has to do with the getting close to, to the talent and ideas out there, close enough in some cases to to acquire those uh, uh, capabilities or technologies that uh, have been built from, from others, others have built. So uh, investing and acquiring, one example would be the Spring Studio acquisition. Uh, it's a sort of a customer experience and design firm in California. And um, that led us to speed up the process of having that sort of a, a talent and, and, and capabilities inside BBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then... Do you have a specific approach with a bit like the fintech ecosystem in these places where you are looking to invest, looking to acquire, you're looking to partner? What is the BBVA approach? Well, we, as said, we want to make sure that we are close to the talent and ideas. So the, you never know what, what is going to happen. So we want to make sure that we can offer something. That a good example of that would be our work and on uh, on the open platform side, the Api Market project, in which we are exposing part of our assets, assets and, and I would say features for others to build uh, using the, uh, those uh, features. So uh, every time we are in a specific ecosystem, what we want to make sure is we we're close enough to talented ideas. We give something. And, and we play an active role there. Right. What can happen after that? Of course, you can end up identifying talent that can get to work for us. You can identify specific technology you want to acquire uh, to speed up the process or investments, partner with, uh, with others. And in some occasions, as, uh, as I was saying, we prefer to build from within some of uh, the, the ventures uh, we, we or innovation opportunities we want to we want to explore right well let, let's move on to that so you've got this new venture called trust you trust you.es it's a spanish language uh, website but it's a it's a small business lending platform yes. it's an online small business lending platform and i know that you like you, you, you said you're the founder of it 
Why, why did you decide on that particular problem? Like small business lending is obviously, you know, it's a, it's a very big industry. You guys are doing it yourself in a, I'm sure in, in many capacities, but why, why decide to launch an online small business lending platform? Yeah. In this case, it's, uh, it's about helping small businesses access finance and in particular, small businesses in the first few years of operations, they struggle the most. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they, they really have a hard time getting access to finance. So thin files, so very, very little information to, to, to show that they, they're going to be able to, to repay those loans, right? So the whole idea is to give access, help them access finance, the reason why we have started building this from within BBA is because in this specific case, we have a data asset that is very, very important. So we've been, of course, building a specific piece of, of a technology that has to do with the, with the risk assessment piece, at least one part, because it's a combination of, a, I would say, sort of a more traditional, but with the last, the latest technology, more traditional, I would say, risk assessment with the combined with the social underwriting piece. So if others lend the, 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 the SME some money, we may uh, also be, be interested in, uh, in, in, lending, uh, in lending them. Huh. Okay, so you, this is not coming... Can you just maybe explain the platform a little yep, bit? Sure. So how, how, sure. Does, how does it actually work? So what we did is we know that there, there are lots of uh, small businesses struggling to access finance, and we know that what happens in real life when uh, others don't lend them money, is that it's friends and family who trust them and, and lend, lend them money. So uh, what we have uh, built is a platform that uh, brings together loans from the inner circle of the SME and contributes with additional finance on top of that based on a new risk model. This additional finance is our own money lending uh, to them. So it's, a, it's an hybrid sort of a model. And so the way it works is we ask uh, small businesses to register and connect their bank, their bank account, the bank account they're using to manage their business. We, we go get some information and combine that, uh, those data and we calculate the trust index. It's a score, of course. So if they, if they pass this first analysis, then we ask them, if you get a bit of, uh, of the money you need from your friends and family, we lend you the, the rest. So that is the, the, the way the, the model works. It's they, they get the money from friends and family in a private way, so they don't have to create a campaign. It's not about crowdfunding, so okay. they don't have to just go out there explaining what they want to do. They may just send an email to a good friend or a parent, family member, sorry, and, and they get some of the money from them. And if that happens, and we confirm that that happens, we lend them the rest of the money they need. Is, is there a certain percentage they have to obtain before you will lend them the money? That is part of the of the model is of course calculating how much of the of the money from friends and family we may need, and of course it's also part of the process of learning we are having. Right. So I guess if someone's someone has, you know, you might think they're a bit higher risk. You might say they, they need fifty percent, or they need a higher percentage than someone who's lower risk. That, that could be the case. That could be the case. It's not right. really that like that linear, but right. that, that could be the case. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so you you mentioned earlier that you. You wanted to build this in-house because you have sort of the data. What did you mean by that? What sort of data? Because this is not just BBVA customers, right? This is open to anybody? Yeah. So what, what is the data advantage that you have that you wanted to build this in-house? Mm. Well, 
You know, I mean, BUVA is a large bank, so we've been lending money, as you were saying, in different capacities and uh, for to SMEs. So there's plenty of uh, uh, know-how and data about small businesses right. that you can leverage in, in in building something like we have built, mm-hmm. of course. So that's that's the reason why we did it. Yeah. Okay. So you're not so, and this is. These are small, smaller loans. Are these loans that the bank wouldn't necessarily do? Are you, or, I, or is this something that is competing with some of your existing products? Well, I would say I would say that the, both banks and alternative lenders tend to unserve this specific segment. So, right. small businesses uh, in the first few years, maybe two years, three years of operations, it's it's a specific segment that uh, both banks and alternative lenders tend to leave uh, out outside and, and they're hugely unserved. So in that sense, it's not really competing directly. But of course, we, we, the, the whole idea is that we want to disrupt the way this is done in a way that is, that is really finding uh, ways to, to help uh, small businesses. And that could also lead to, to extending the, the use of this sort of model in, in other segments, of course. Right. So I'm, I'm curious about the extension of the model. And actually, let's just maybe extending the model to other countries I'm curious about because, you know, your name is trustyou.es. So it's a Spanish language website with an English domain. <laughs> so does this mean that this and BBVA is obviously in many, many countries around the world. Is this something that you're planning on expanding geographically? Yes. So this, of course, when we, the, the the whole reason behind launching uh, this sort of a venture is learning, of course, and trying to to identify specific ways to do things in a different way, in a better way. So if we find a way to serve small businesses, this specific small businesses, in a way that fits to them, and so of course we, we would be interested in, in doing that uh, at a different scale and not just in, in, in Spain. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say that any, any entrepreneur uh, <laughs> out there would, would answer the same way to such question, yeah. Right, right. Well, but clearly you've, 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 you've approached it with the intention, I'm guessing, of mm. this, is, this, this will not just stay in Spain. Yeah, otherwise you would have had a Spanish are, name. Right? When we, yeah, we we we've been leading the industry transformation. So of course we, in that sense, we we're ambitious, and and if things go the right way, that would be something reasonable to to be done. Yeah, sure. I know this is this is brand new. I mean, how how long ago did you did you launch this? When did it go live? So we went live a few a month and a half ago, something like like that. So it's pretty pretty new. We are uh, so we have just started out there. Life uh, small businesses are are registering and asking for loans. So we are pretty happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, are you like the the segment? You said you, you said it's like these businesses they're going to get funding from their parents or their family, friends and family, or whatever, and you, you're going to verify that. Does this mean that you're taking on riskier loans than than you would have done otherwise well what it means uh, i would say that it means that we are uh, bringing this piece of uh, social underwriting this social underwriting element to the equation so if others and the way i i normally explain this is 
uh, we're four brothers, and to my to my youngest uh, brother, I don't lend him any money for his businesses. <laughs> so I love the guy, but uh, I wouldn't lend him uh, money for his businesses. No, but it's true. I mean, we people we are able to score others and to decide who to lend to and who not to lend to. So that piece, that that element is very important, and and we are uh, we are trying to learn and, and and use that specific element in a in a smart way. To help us uh, give access to, to to finance to some to one specific segment that struggles to access right. finance. Yeah. So, what what is the? Can you just give us a sense of the typical terms of these loans? Like, what is the typical loan size? What's the the duration of the loan? The interest rate? Just average kind of yeah, ranges. The, these days, the product is a very simple product, and it's uh, up to thirty k, thirty thousand euros, two years uh, term. And uh, it's just a regular unsecured, which is also uh, important to, to, to be said, uh, loan, 30K max. That's the Interest rates range? Is there a range of the we, ratio? We, we are trying to be... So this is giving access to, to finance. So it's about access. So right. uh, it shouldn't be... Price shouldn't be the main thing. But of course, we're trying to be sort of in the middle between banks and, and alternative lenders that are maybe... In some cases, too high. So in the, right in the middle. Right, right. Okay. Maybe a little bit overlapping in, on, on both sides, but yeah. Right. So then, I mean, obviously, you, when, did, when did you start this idea? Like, how long did it take? Because we just be, oh, let me back up a second. We had, uh, I don't know whether you know, New Ten, which was ABN Amro. They just launched a small business lending platform in the Netherlands. They were on stage earlier today at Linda at Linda Europe here. And yeah, they they talked about really trying to do this very quickly. They, it was ten months for them from the conception to actually launch. And I'm just curious about you guys. Is this something that you've been working on for years, or is it has it been a relatively quick process? No, it's an, it's a matter of months. In fact, it's it's this is an interesting question because you know that we part of the conversation is about uh, big corporations collaborating with startups and. Big corporations tend to see startups, I mean, oversimplifying, but they're nimble, agile, Mm -hmm. they're quite accurate in finding specific uh, forms and value props to get to the point, right? But nimble and agile. And um, so we're trying to to mimic what they're doing. So we've been doing that, and yeah, it's been months. That's the whole idea. So from scratch, building a a new team from scratch, uh, all of them from outside BBVA, with the exception of myself, <laughs> and um, a very powerful team and and a small team and 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 again in months we went from scratch to having the product uh, out there. So yeah, it's that's one very important thing because we, it also helps us learn throughout the process and how to to manage uh, this this type of activity mm-hmm. to ensure that we can make it more recurrent, right? Right. So is this in, like you're trying to create a, a new company with a, is this going to be culturally a different thing? Like obviously you go to startups and you go to a big bank and, you know, the culture can be very, very different. So which, yeah. which is this a blend of the two or are you more at the startup end of the spectrum? We are more a startup type of, uh, in terms of uh, the culturally, yeah. So we, we live in the innovation center. In the second floor uh, up there, so we are in a way separate from the headquarters. 
the type of team you can, if you see the picture of the team, I mean, it's not a, it's not what you would expect from a bank. I would, mm -hmm. I would say, to avoid being so too frivolous. But uh, yeah, it's more on the on the startup type of uh, culture. But I have to say that in our case, we are so fortunate to to be working uh, within BBVA because the the, the BBVA culture, it's uh, it's also amazing. It's, it's incredible. In my specific case, as I was uh, commenting with you before, so my, my colleagues and bosses allowed me to step back from my previous job uh, running an innovation center because I wanted to get back to my entrepreneurial roots mm -hmm. and, and build this new uh, team and, and this new business from within uh, with all the support from, from my colleagues and, and, and other pieces from within the bank, compliance and, and lots of stuff. So, you know, we are in a heavily regulated industry. So, that also makes a lot of sense. So uh, we are so fortunate. So it's a startup type of a culture, but within a, an amazing big corp culture as well. Right, and you don't have to you don't have to go around to people trying to raise money because you can you have a big corporate who can I presume provide you with a budget to get this business off the ground. Yeah, sure, but it's not. I wouldn't say that, that that's not the biggest part. So the biggest part is in in allowing us to do what we wanted sure. to do, and uh, because it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. So then, I mean, I've been to your website. Are you, is this something that you're, like, I'm just, I'm curious about mobile because I, I, I feel like, you know, I've, I've read a lot of stuff about what you guys are doing with mobile. Is this going to be a key part of the strategy for Trust You or are you, or is it going to be more of a, a web-based uh, initiative? Well, these days, it's a, it's a responsive web. These right. days, because right. we started that way, just for the sake of keeping this uh, simpler, I would say. So it is that way for now. It's not. It's not one of the main, uh, I would say, concerns for us these days. We gotta mm -hmm. test lots of uh, hypotheses, business hypotheses. Gotta learn a lot in other in other ways. So the model is, uh, I would say, complex and and well in that sense. So mobile or desktop in this specific case, I wouldn't say it's uh, the biggest. Right. The thing that uh, keeps me awake at night. <laughs> but do you? So do you think? Um, so but you know, if you, if you start looking down the track, I mean, I mean, how important is mobile in in general? Not not just with this particular initiative, but I mean, BBVA. You know, I, I feel like has been more than the typical large bank has mm -hmm. has done a lot of interesting things when it comes to mobile and done i think some you know i've, I've what i've seen and what i've read about likes to push the tech technology envelope so i mean is this what i'm trying to get at is do you see mobile as sort of the future or how important is it in not just your venture, but in banking overall and BVA's overall strategy? Well, I'll give you my. So I'm not. I, I don't have a very active role in the in the strategy of mobile, but I do know that of course we have a we have the best mobile app in the world these days. So right. I, I'm proud of that. And yeah. uh, but my my personal opinion, when you see, uh, I'm a father of uh, two kids, and I have a niece and, and nephews around, and when you see them interacting with the with their mobile phones, I mean, it's such an such a th it's it's so embedded in the in, in, in all in all what they do throughout the day. So of course, it's it's uh, it's very important. It's very important. In our case, we have a big part of the traffic these days for Trust You. 
it's coming from uh, from uh, mobile devices. Mm -hmm. So yes, uh, it's it's very very important, definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're, we're we're just we're running out of time here, but I wanted to just get your your thoughts as someone who, you know, you spent several years here at a large bank, and you know we've we, we keep hearing about the impact of technology, and this conference is a lot about the um, the future of of banking in general. How do you think banking in general is going to change over, you know, say the next five to ten years? That's a tough one. <laughs> That's a tough one, definitely. So, as you as you were you were mentioning mobile, uh, mobile and digital channels channels are, are already an important part of uh, of uh, our business. And if you say five years. I mean that is going to increase and, and increase in, and, and it's going to be more and more relevant. So technology, uh, we have seen amazing stuff coming coming out, uh, and and uh, changes are are happening at, a, at an incredible pace. So I'm very very interested uh, in in blockchain uh, as everyone else, I guess. <laughs> in but in in real in in the way that that is really transforming our industry. So. And, and data. For me, uh, trust you is a lot about data. It's it's a lot about building a business out of the data we can get consent to access. And but it's also for me, it's also about being able to loop the data back to the SMEs and help them help them make better decisions with mm -hmm. that data. So one important challenge uh, for us is to to find ways to ensure that we that we are transparent and, and, and clear and that we ask consent and use the data in a way that helps us uh, build a business but that also helps uh, the end user in other ways. So we, we wanna, I want to make sure that we get the data, do something with that and get, get it back with some extra value for, mm -hmm. for, for small business uh, owners to make better decisions. So data is going gonna, is gonna to keep transforming uh, our lives and uh, and definitely our our industry. Okay, well on that note we'll have to wrap it up. I appreciate you coming on the show today, Gustavo. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Really fascinating talking with Gustavo and talking to others here at this event. You know, I mentioned the new 10 initiative that is coming in, in from inside ABN AMRO. There's others going on throughout the world where banks are launching fintech platforms, either by partnering with a, a fintech company, by developing their own technology in-house. But banks have moved from, you know, from researching the space and looking at different options. They've moved into action, and we're seeing some of the more forward-thinking banks actually launch new initiatives. I think it's just it's a fascinating time to, to see what but, you know, companies with very strong balance sheets, with a lot of money to throw around, what they're doing to really to address sort of the, the gaps they have in the market and, and address some of the, the real needs of the market. And that's what I think we're seeing here with the Trust You initiative from BBVA. Anyway, on that note, I will sign off. I very much appreciate you listening and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Today's episode was sponsored by LendIt USA 2018, the world's leading event in financial services innovation. It's happening April 9th through 11th, 2018 at Moscone West in San Francisco. It's going to be the largest ever fintech event held in the Bay Area with over 5,000 attendees expected. We'll be covering online lending, blockchain, digital banking, and much more. 
You can find out more by going to lendit.com slash USA.